Well, welcome to uh, the top M&A entrepreneurs. I have Sharon Brown with me today. I'm very happy to have her because uh, I just listened to her on an epic call and I understand she's uh, hot. Well, first of all, welcome, Sharon. Thank Thanks you. For Good to yeah. see you, John. So I don't know if you've anybody's been to uh, Sharon's LinkedIn profile, but it is killer. I mean, from Stanford to MBA to whatever, you just got to go visit Sharon's LinkedIn profile. It is and, awesome. And Stanford dropout, I'm happy to say. <laughs> I was making too much money. Not just oh, that's cool. Yeah. So I, where are you with this? How many you I listened to you on that Epic call, and how many companies have you purchased? I've purchased eight. Eight. Uh, technically nine, because one is just now. Uh, so I think the call that you may have joined, I shared uh, that journey a bit. And uh, and for me, it, it's just worked well uh, in the sense of, um, of focusing on what matters. And that means uh, even getting traffic assets. It's like something I would have never dreamed before. I, I was one of those people just building from the ground up everything that I got involved in. But my plays are in the SaaS space. Yeah. Uh, my background is in technology. And I got to tell you, it was a, uh, even though I once had a, um, a big in in the content space uh, years ago, I, I kind of abandoned that. It just wasn't something that interested me anymore. And it just was a drain. But even investing in uh, content assets as a play, uh, as a roll up into all the other other things. Uh, so yeah, it's been it's been a great journey. So when did you start acquiring companies? Is it before or after Epic? No, I didn't actually start acquiring um, in the elite investor sense, as I like to say, since uh, uh, connecting with Roland. And I didn't know anything about Roland before. So it was really just, this has been great. I've been an investor and an angel investor. And uh, I started that journey around 2012, but really 2014. So I have a, uh, an, a portfolio of companies and they're all tech and you can see it in my, on my um, profile, SharonBrown.co of the types of things and specific companies that I invest in. So I'm really proud of my angel portfolio, but that's not something I intended to do long-term. And it was really, you know, my longer term play was to do the acquisitions and it just accelerated it. You know, obviously with COVID, I probably would have never uh, found Roland and, you know, the, the rest is history. So yeah, what's a, what epic course were you? I was two, two. Oh, yeah, that, that's early. Yeah. Yeah. What about you? Which, where, where are you again? Eight. Oh yeah. That's great. We're already on 12. So saying yeah that's a love it keeps rolling yeah i love it because it really does expand the community and i mean i'm not sure how uh, your cohort has been or how you've connected with others i know you've uh, of been reaching out and that's the right way of doing it i think staying connected with so many people and recognizing we're all part of the same family the same group and it's a it's a great way of just um uh meeting new people, but obviously potential collaborations, but not even that, you know, people have reached out to me and, uh, and I feel comfortable reaching out to people with, I have a specific question on a specific thing uh, that I'm working on and need some assistance with. Obviously you want to respect people's time, but I think that's the, the beauty of it. And so I, I hope that um, other people, you know, different cohorts are doing yeah. that. I, yeah, I agree. I mean, I reach out to people on LinkedIn and I connect and say, hey, I'm, uh, I see you're new to Epic or you're an Epic. And uh, 
Yeah, and, yeah. Uh, just I'm an Epic alumni and uh, it's a great course, you know, start networking the people, but be sure to ask questions early on in any of the meetings with Roland or anybody else because people drag on and you <laughs> will run out in an hour fast. Trusty. Yeah. That's so awesome. Well, I tell you, I started the virtual cocktail uh, thing uh, and, you know, started to blow up the uh, evergreen portion of your podcast. But but during during COVID, uh, and, you know, I was in lockdown, I'm sure, with like a lot of folks. It was just a great way uh, every three weeks, three to four weeks, getting people what I call the virtual cocktail. Uh, session and just to connect. And we do like small group breakouts. And the whole idea is that anybody's welcome as long as you've been part of the Epic community. And some, so it's not just, you know, the beta group of cohort two, it's everyone's welcome and invited. And that's been great because even there are people from the later cohorts who've been joining uh, because it's, once again, it's about facilitating that, um, that community. And I think that. Yeah. So when is that? What day? And uh... How do I well, they, they vary, right? So the one thing you, you definitely want to get that link, pal. Um, uh, if you don't have it, yeah, definitely. I would make sure you do that. I'll, 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 uh, I'll put it in when I release the video. I'll yeah, let, let's, I'll do that. Absolutely. I'll get you the, the, the proper links as anyone can uh, connect on that. And it's, it's been wonderful because um, for, for that reason. Yeah. Yeah. So let's go back to some of your, let's go back to that first acquisition. Oh, yeah. Now I know you did angel investments and, you know, in Silicon Valley, I follow Jason Kalkanis and all those other guys, David Freeberg, and you, you just watch them. And But there are so many chances of this not taking off. And sometimes the owners blow it up, whatever. There's a million ways to die in the West, and especially in startups. So <laughs> how did you just like, you first saw this first uh, acquisition, you said, I'm not going to invest in it, but I'm going to buy it. But was it 20%, 40%, 80% or what did that look like? Yeah, so uh, so for my first acquisition, uh, everything has been 100%. And that's part of that has been, that's been very strategic. And part of the reason for that is because really I've been setting up what I call the, the infrastructure for my company and making sure we can move things, uh, you know, have the flow of, of how things need to get done. Uh, and then I'm absolutely looking for partners uh, as I as I expand and, and do other types of acquisitions. So yeah, so for me, it I really did follow that blueprint from the challenge. So remember that <laughs> that five day challenge for everyone um, who knows, you know, that five days I took it very seriously. So even though I didn't, I literally didn't find out about it until like the day before, and I was like, okay, oh well, whatever, you know, it's <laughs> just a few bucks, let's do it. And just went all in, attended everything live. And uh, if you, you know, really paying attention to what Roland is uh, communicating regarding uh, just even deal flow. Okay, if you need a hundred leads and eventually that will boil down to where you should end up with maybe two to three uh, options. So I went out and, and really dug into that and say, okay, where do I start with this? <laughs> you know, like, so yeah. going back to that, LinkedIn. Where did you start? Now that LinkedIn yeah. is a limit on 100 connections. Like, Yeah, I got to tell you. So I started with my network. I have over the years, just through speaking engagements and different things have have a pretty, you know, I have a, my LinkedIn, <laughs> I used to really, it really was people I knew. And now yeah. since uh, uh, Elite, um, 
epic. I've actually, you know, connect with anybody for the most part of, within reason. So, uh, so I went to my my network and just to you know mine that and see what was possible. And it was just painful because the, you know once again just about developing deal flow and seeing what was the right process to do that. And then um, part of that was hiring someone on my team who actually had the responsibility to do the reach out. So now we're automating. This is back to my whole, you know, how I, how strongly I feel about integration uh, and, and really integrating that into, um, you know, how are we going to do things? And so thinking about what my criteria were in terms of what I wanted to invest in. And that was tough because I have a number of different areas, but, you know, really getting that list. So hiring someone, put together a list, scrubbing that list. And then we did that whole connection in terms of reaching out her, her responsibilities to reach out on LinkedIn for people. So you're right. So even though you only have, for example, a hundred people and you don't want to, you don't want to abuse their community because the worst thing is if you get locked out, then you're locked out. So, so that's no worries. No one says you have to upload, you know, 2000, a thousand connections at, um, at once. So part of her responsibility, it was, uh, you know, reaching out on a daily basis. So obviously it was a hundred at a time and it was amazing the responses, um, I was getting. So then that started that entire process from reaching out, scheduling the calls on uh, those initial uh, meetup and then I would have those conversations and they, it's really been wonderful because I was doing probably in the early stages, probably somewhere up to about seven or nine a week. Uh, and then it started ramping up a little bit and then, and there, there you have it. And part of that was just mining, um, mining the list, if you will. And yeah, following and, through. Yeah. You know, this is very helpful because yeah. I heard Adam say this, that the one of the biggest challenges to everybody epic is the getting the pipeline starting the pipeline yeah, doing so the pipeline just getting a hundred calls in there just like you know my son asked me how do i get better at basketball well get out there and shoot <laughs> yeah, exactly yeah. Yeah. yeah i gotta tell you and you know the thing about it john uh, so the what i have found is that uh, there are quite a few people who are who might be struggling with that same issue because it's real it was real for me uh, and and i guess unless you maybe come from a strong a solid sales specific background and you have all that set up and you know for me no not so much <laughs> you know <laughs> even though i've uh, been involved quite a few big engagements in my day but not this sort of rigor of what we you do need to have set up in order to to do it at scale so what i have heard and found is that there are people who are who, who are maybe they're like oh i've reached out to five people or a couple people that's not going to get it done it's not. so they're, they're holding on to um you know, a very small pond. <laughs> and, but I always say this and I say kind of um, tongue in cheek, but it's true. Either you believe, <laughs> you know, what Roland has shared in terms of, right, what those numbers look like, what the metrics look like to get the deal flow, or you don't. And so you think about that whole idea of once again, you limit yourself unintentionally. And I understand you might be really close. You might feel like you're really close to a deal, but that leads to that whole concept. If you remember he shared before, I think it's hilarious because it's true deal heat. You hold on to something so, so much because you're just so sure it's going to close or you're so, and then it just keeps dragging and dragging and dragging on. And there's nothing wrong with that, but why not open that up, you know, open it up. So that's exactly what I did. Just open it up and um, see what happens, see what lands. Yeah. And, 
and so let me just share something else I think it's not spoken about enough and I think it's very useful. So I opened it up because I had to get my playbook down in a sense of I was still, you know, everything down to, you know, what kind of, how did I want these calls to go? What kind of, you know, communication, what kind of things that I want to ask for? So you want to do not throwaway calls, but, you know, really recognizing that you, you've got to, to, to write your own script. And I don't mean literal script, but I mean, really understand what that process looks like. So having those, even those initial calls, even though it might not be a deal that you're super passionate about has been, is, can be meaningful. And in those early stages, I uncovered some fantastic information, just one uh, surprising great relationships with people, which is wonderful. So even though I knew there was potential on a deal there uh, after speaking with them, but then also learned some things, even about tools or resources or different things like that, that maybe I hadn't thought about, or it might be a great place for something else or someone else in the Epic community. So that deal's not right for me. Oh, but I know John is looking for this. Let me, and so I've even done that and, and, and have uh, connected people with um, deals that, you know, that might be better for them. So yeah. there's a lot to be said for it. Yeah, you ever do you ever read that book called Give and Take, where that guy they talk about the guy who goes like, you know, if I can't help you, I'll spend five minutes with you to to free you somebody else. And they say he's the most connected guy on LinkedIn or in Silicon Valley. Nice. No, I got I've got a yeah, but I'd love to know what that is. Yeah, what's uh, it called? Again? It's in the book uh, Give and Take. Give and Take. Okay, I will I will give that a go. That's yeah, yeah I love that. I love that philosophy and. Um, my point is, why not? <laughs> you know, while you're trying to build your your infrastructure, build the pipes, as I say, um, part of it is going to be the journey of of learning what makes sense for you and your company, your investor profile, and all those things. And so, yeah, reach out to people, and you will be surprised. I have been, I got to tell you, I've been really surprised be how conversational and easy the conversations have all been. Um, and I don't use a script. I, you know, just like, almost like you and I are, are, you know, we're speaking now. I keep it very conversational, very easy. And, and I know in a relatively, you know, after a few minutes, maybe 15 minutes or so, whether there's an, an opportunity or not, but even if there's not an opportunity, made a great connection. And once again, you never know if there's someone within, uh, my investor community who uh, might be a great match down I think the road. Your experience with investing in startups helps you kind of have that conversation and uh, you know, well, talking about figuring out where they are financially or, you know, mindset, whatever it is. Yeah. Yeah. That's a great, uh, I don't, you know, and I, I'm not sure, John, I have thought about that too. It didn't come easy for me. I had to think about it <laughs> and because why, you're not going to do a deep dive on someone <laughs> who, you've, who you're just getting in the call with. So I had to frame my brain of that's not the first call, right? What does the first call need to be? First call needs to be around the relationship. The first call needs to be understanding their journey a bit, but not letting it get sucked into the weeds because you know people will open up the kimono a little bit if you've built a relationship and you're like, hold on, too much, <laughs> too fast. <laughs> so meaning, you know, I, I want to know if there's, um, uh, if there's an opportunity and then, then I go into 
what I'm potentially looking for. And I'm also very crystal clear with that before setting up, before setting up the call. Well, how's that look like? What, or how's that sound? I mean, is it a Zoom yeah. call or a regular call? Or no, I do. And this is interesting. Um, uh, this is probably a, outside of the playbook. <laughs> I've created my own. Playbook. I know it's okay. Cause I yeah, yeah. to Chris Daigle and say, no, it's it. He does it this way. I do it this yeah, way. Yeah. So I gotta tell you, I don't, I don't even do a Zoom, a Zoom uh, video. Oh, I, do, I do Zoom audio. Zoom audio. Okay. Now, ask okay. me, ask me why, <laughs> because why? I'll go yeah. right into it. Um, I want to listen. I don't want the distractions. I don't want them to be distracted. I don't want to be distracted. And it's just, it, what I have found, it's about lower barrier, right? This is just Sharon. We're just having a chat. We're friends. We're, you know, we're not friends, but we're just having a chat. And I want to see how I can help you, how we can help each other. And if there's opportunity. So my, my, and this is um, part of, you know, maybe different things I've done over the years in terms of, um, you know, presenting and speaking. Um, you, you know, real world, you do want all senses involved, right? You want the, the visual and all. But in that first um, meet, the one thing, recognizing there's a level of anxiety for the person with whom you're speaking, unless you're, you're talking about a big player, right? You know, maybe they've, they're, it's not a big deal for them, they've, they've done. But for the most part, um, so why not build that first conversation and, and take away one of those points of, um, you know, anxiety and just have the conversation. And it's more importantly than what's that follow-up look like. And then of course, then that's about, you know, getting, getting together, meeting and greeting and, and moving forward from there. And you're very clear at the first call, what you're looking for. Oh yeah. And even before so, uh, because... I think this is the thing. One, you want to be crystal clear that you're not handing out money <laughs> because why that's that realistically is a, you know, what, what people are, might be thinking, Oh, it's your, you know, they see investor and like, Oh, great. Um, I don't know how many about you, but I get a ton of, um, of queries like that a day. And it's just, you know, so you really want to level set expectations, but quite frankly, I don't want to waste my time and I, nor do I want to waste someone else's time. So I really communicate in terms of, you know, what my, um, what I'm interested in and, and as a growth equity investor and, and getting into it that like that, but really the conversation is more about them as well in terms of understanding where they are now and what are some of the, the challenges? And then more importantly, what are they looking for? And yeah. then, right. And then right from there, this is one thing I, I'm not sure, at least from some of the, a few of the people I've spoken with in Epic, one of the things that I do that might be different, I go right into um, that next step is sending, sending the financial, you know, sending the financials. That next step is you know, uh, obviously, if there's a if there's a um, an NDA, so so be. But you'll oftentimes you'll find it even in that first call. I've gotten some pretty useful information and even numbers to know if there's an opportunity there. And then that next step is if they so now I know if they're serious, right? Because did they now uh, we send them a link in terms of where to upload certain things? Uh, they uploaded that the financials. Great. You know, I know we're serious. 
was there a level of follow-up that we had to do, you know, to, in terms of why, but I let those things sit. Uh, and I think that that's part of, um, you know, back to, I think a very useful thing that Roland shared. Sometimes a deal, it'll come back. So maybe someone, you know, may, may have gotten cold feet or whatever, and it'll come back. Uh, it'll come back or there's a way to reaching out down the road as well. Yeah. So what kind, what kind of questions are you asking them that are opens up to say, hey, this is potential I could help to, I could probably acquire the company, help them out. What, what, is, what does that look like? Yeah, and it, it really does vary. And I think the short answer is it comes down to um, how are things currently, like understanding how are things currently working for them? What's working for them? Uh, so I get into numbers. And that's that first conversation. I have gotten... I think maybe one person was like, oh, you know, I'd really like to have an NDA to discuss it. That's fine, but I, I get right into it. So what did you do in revenue last year? Uh, where are some of the areas, you know, we talk, you know, they understand they're coming to this call <laughs> because I'm an investor looking to- I'm gonna be asking I, serious questions. I ask serious questions and I have, um, and that probably comes from, you know, me doing really big deals and, and in my corporate life and even my own company um, uh, uh, in the past, that I think one of the things sort of that straight conversation leads to straight understanding. <laughs> and so, uh, but also if you've built the rapport, back to building the rapport, there should be no problem with that, right? No problem with that uh, opening that up. Sure, uh, sure. And then also as an investor, you should have no problem if someone says, oh, you know, I'd really like to uh, have an NDA, that's fine too, right? But there's no nothing wrong with me asking. <laughs> so I, my, 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 so that's my been my playbook. I ask in that initial call, and then once again, then that leads to, and then we're really talking about, um, we're talking about, um, and it depends depends on the type of player, right? But we're really talking about what are they dealing with right now? That's the the, the pain point, and then part of that then is okay, great. Let me share with you some of the things that I uh, that would really help get it to the next level. So let's set up a you know way for us to connect together. And this is what I need. Yeah. And and I don't get to a whole laundry list of things that here I'm going to need this and this and this. Do, here, yeah, like a playbook. Here, do this and this and this, and you'll no. be a ten dollar, ten million dollar company. Whatever. Oh no, no. And actually, let me just clarify. I don't even do that. And when I say when I I so from the point of I'll share a little bit around. Okay, I see that you are having, um, you know, a manufacturing issue, or I could see that you're you're having a growth issue with X, Y, and Z. Uh, so maybe we'll talk a little bit about that. Maybe I'll pr provide some perspective. But I'm instantly then getting into okay, great. I do see there's a way of working together. These are the things that I'm going to need in terms of the financials. Uh, so I'll take a look at that and, and then we'll get on a call together and we'll talk, you know, we'll, then I give them sort of the next steps. So I just specify uh, in a general sense, here's some of the financials that I'm going to need. And what I'll do is I'll send you, we'll send you, you know, a list of the things and, and here's a link and where you can upload them. Yeah. Yeah. So just let's go back to that, that first deal. Yeah. I have to ask you this. Do you have any incentive to feel like you could try to close a deal shorter period of time? Like, you know, hey, I want to, you know, Tiny Capital is a cool little model that they got over there, tinycapital.com, you know, mm -hmm. and he goes, hey, we close deals in 30 days. You know, Warren mm -hmm. Buffett can do it in a week. <laughs> like wow. That. Yeah. 
And do you guys, do you have any incentive to try to close the deal faster? Or is it just, hey, there's no real, that's an arbitrary timeline. That's a great question. Um, Because some of us, like me, like the sales guy, because always been done numbers, like, oh, you know what? I need to get this by the end of the month. So Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I I feel, I got to tell you, so initially, uh, absolutely. I wanted to close a deal, like, yesterday. And I, I, I was... You know, I was very serious, very deliberate in the sense of, once again, even from the challenge, trying to get it, get something. So I realized I was putting almost too many layers. And so I was like, come on, let's, <laughs> come on. <laughs> like, so let's just close a dang on deal. Right. And, and, and then I, I, I think we've all it. said that. <laughs> yeah. But I, but it's so true. I mean, are you, and this is a question for, for everybody, are you putting, way too much in vacillating and going all through all these decision models to decide what you should do and when. I've spoken to some uh, members who, man, they just keep ping-ponging back and forth. I'm, just do something. <laughs> and I'm like, just do something. Make it's, so- like, like, it's like polling, like, hey, yeah. comment down below <laughs> if you put too many layers into this process. The answer yeah. is yes. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. So uh, my point around that is in terms of my background uh, and even how I think about things in terms of um, you know being a certified business analyst and thinking about making sure systems are in place, at some point, you you have to move, keep moving the ball forward, right? Yeah. So I didn't look to have, when I said I was trying to put the infrastructure and the pipes in place, I didn't wasn't looking to have everything in place to move forward. And I even used um, uh, Peter uh, at, at some point as well. We were part of the initial group uh, that 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 offer was for a pipeline, just to gauge how things were done on that end and to see if there was anything that we could add to what we were already doing. So my point is just whatever the lowest bar to entry is, take that and then then add to it, evolve it for the next deal and then the next deal and the next deal. So to answer your question, absolutely. I was driven to get a deal done soon. And I recognized early on where I was putting way too many, way too too much pressure on, you know, yourself. All the, right. always yourself, right? Absolutely. Yeah. And having things done in a certain way that I'd like them to be done. Uh, so I think getting it done. And now to ask for it in terms of deals, or even for the next few deals, let me just say that. Uh, there has been, depending upon the opportunity, John, absolutely. I can sense, I get a sense from uh, speaking with someone and you can really get it in terms of how, communicating uh, do I need to be putting pressure points in a certain way because I do want to close this faster? Like there was one deal, um, I, I had a uh, contact on a Friday and it was late night. It was, it was really last minute, all of us uh, very sudden. And I'm last minute, like literally we're in a, we're in a, we're in a chat <laughs> talking uh, and the deal was evolving before my eyes. I was like, oh my goodness, I, like who planned on this? And I closed that deal that Sunday. And part of me wanting to close the deal is because he recognized that, wow, I hadn't thought about really selling, but wow, this is a great opportunity. And then part of it was now is he thinking, oh boy, I could probably do well by 
putting opening this up to other investors. And I was like, no, 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 no. <laughs> right? So, so yes, you want to gauge whether uh, it makes sense to just do what you need to do to close it and close it quickly. So, yeah. and then interestingly enough, uh, uh, it was a traffic asset. Um, there was another traffic asset that I had reached out to around the same time because I was surprised at how quickly I closed that. And that next Friday, I closed another one. Um, oh and it, was almost, it was almost the same type of same same type of thing, same reason behind it. So you do want to pay attention to that, I think. Um, I have one uh, a part of my outreach. There was one company. It's a very um, they have they have pretty big player in terms of who they partner with. Uh, and so the owner recognizes the value that I can bring and he wants, he does want to, to build a relationship and is interested more in my advisor role than money, which is check. <laughs> but my goodness, he is so prime for getting um, exactly that from a number of different investor advisors uh, and probably even PE. So that would be one, uh, if it's right, I'm going, I would look to put the heels down a little bit more to, to, to get that yeah. deal closed sooner rather than later. There are other deals that I'm working on, eh, you know, I'm not to say I don't care, but meaning I, we have so much going on right now in terms of integration, integration, <laughs> integration on, on these, some of them happen, like I said, much faster than I would imagine, but it's not just getting the deal if you're not deploying it and optimizing and doing all the things you need to do sooner rather than later. It's just almost like I have money set on the shelf the way I look at it. So um, there are other deals that I'm not pressed at all. And um, I want to, I'm, I'm glad because I'm at that place right now where I don't feel like, oh gosh, I got to get another deal right now. Cause I have so much going on right now. Yeah. yeah. So Sounds like this master plan is coming. I love it when a plan comes together. Love it when a plan, but the plan doesn't come without without pain, right? <laughs> no, no, nobody ever said that. <laughs> so Very back good. to this, yeah. how this uh, this first acquisition was it a software company or yes? You know, it's curious. Uh, a lot of people uh, sometimes are stuck on well, you have this master plan, and I need this platform company in the middle here. But mm. sometimes, you know you've got to think outside the box and go for the outside in the carts and the uh, spoken wheel parts of it. Yeah. yeah. I got to tell you, and that's that, that I am a hundred percent on board with. So this one was uh software, but more importantly, I, I love not just the play in the nutrition space, which with which it's in, but also I'm going to be able to use that back end for what I have going on in, in, in the dog space. Uh, and so that's wonderful, but you're spot on. There are other um, investments that I've done that it's just around here somewhere. <laughs> and so it's about, wow, I see the beauty of where it can fit in down the road, or I see what the beauty of where it can fit in uh, to another, uh, another particular opportunity. A great example of, of that is what I'm doing in the gaming space. Uh, and I, I, you know, something that I just love. And there's certain certain properties even that I'm I'm looking at or have acquired that man, you can really see how it can open up to other things as well. Interesting. So uh, let's go back to that first deal again. Mm -hmm. 100 percent, right? 
Yes. Yeah. And it was a software company. So what did that, what kind of structure price terms was that? Are you bringing money into it or is it a hundred percent earn in kind of deal? No, it was a hundred percent. It was a hundred percent and off the table. I was able to do sort of a DDP, uh, but it was, it was such an easy deal. And quite frankly, he, it was what I've been looking for. And I think that's been working for me is going for what I undervalued, quite frankly, assets. And that's exactly what this, what this was. So uh, yeah, could have sold it for a heck of a lot more, but um, I offered him, I think a pretty fair deal because he did quite frankly, at this point, he's just burning cash and not really didn't, doesn't quite know, didn't know how to tap into the value of, of the asset. Yeah. Was it, was it profitable or unprofitable when you said burning cash? Well, burning cash for him, not as profitable as it, as it could be. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I mean, easily. And then some of that, which you'll find, I I think for me works well. I've purposely, and I had this conversation with another um, Epic member, a couple of Epic members actually in the virtual cocktails that I've purposely uh, I've been very strategic and going, I'm not going for the hundred million dollar deals right now. Yeah. Me, it was about going for these undervalued, uh, but easily places where you, I can instantly sort of plug and play and, and, um, and, and grow to scale. And while I'm once again, getting the infrastructure in place and we are just about um, there in terms of everything that I think I would need and want in terms of having back office and all those things to be able to just, you know, it's not going to be a flick of a switch, but you get my point. Um, in many ways, some, you know, getting a hundred million dollar deal can be easier than a smaller deal uh, uh, in my experience and, you know, with we're working in uh, other types of companies, but yeah, you still want to make sure you're ready and, and have everything in play that you need in order to make those work. So- this is interesting. If you sat on the other side, you were the seller and you said, uh-huh. okay, I have somebody, a buyer wants to buy my company, but I'm not going to take any money off the table, but they're going to increase my, you know, my earnings. And I'm going to make a lot more money because, you know, I'm at my skill level limit right now. Uh-huh. It's kind of going to be a deferred down payment. So do you present some kind of master plan to this to them to what it's going to look like for them? Like, hey, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, uh, this you're gonna be the platform company. We're gonna do this, this, and this, and this. Your cost of acquisition is gonna go down. Your access to millions and millions of more customers, and you know, end of the day, two, three years from now, you're gonna make a lot more money than you would by yourself. Um, well, so let me just speak. So, with my deals, I haven't had, I haven't had to worry about that, if you will. So when I say a DDP, I'm talking about like 60 days. Like, you know, I'm not doing like a, a year and a half or anything like that. So I've had, I don't have to have those conversations of telling them my strategy. On yeah. So I'm 60 days, to- you're, they're out. Oh yeah. Oh, I, I'm a hundred percent. Everything I have, I've acquired, I own a hundred percent right now. Oh, that's interesting. Okay. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah. And, um, and that's worked, you know, that's worked really well for me. And I'm looking forward to like, there's a couple of Epic members where we're going to look to do some deals together uh, where you have more people that can really support the deal, if you will, in terms of um, 
of advisor support. So yeah, yeah bringing their expertise to the deal. Yeah, exactly. So that the, my point around sharing that is that's where I absolutely will be going into the playbook even more, <laughs> the Epic playbook on the different yeah. structures and different way of, ways of uh, structuring a deal. So on that seller, what what is their motivation for moving out? Now, if you go through Epic, there's 10 reasons, 12 reasons, whatever that is, they're trying to move out. What, what, what are you looking for? For So what is the seller looking for you? Yeah, right? what's their motivation? So oh. for instance, uh, I partnered up with uh, another Epic member, Sabri, and we're looking at an IT company. And they want to take money off the table because he's got another opportunity. Could be a billion dollar opportunity. I don't know that case, but he wants to take money off the table to apply it to that. Yes. Yeah. So the, the, with that first deal, his was simply like, this is painful. Oh, this is painful. Okay. <laughs> I've built this great thing. Uh, and it's, it's well-received. I just can't get it to the next level. And I want out to use the money for another company. And I, you know, part of due diligence, I did see that he does have another company that, um, in the furniture space of all, of all things. And so great. Um, and then I'm finding that the rationale for, for that's stated for a lot, because I think there's stated and unstated uh, reasons for getting out. Yes. Uh, yeah, you know, yeah. And so the rationale, what I'm finding typically is because I have another opportunity, because I have another business that I want to pour my own. So how much do you gauge, you know, the you know, the truthfulness of, of that, right? Someone's going to tell you. So you have to, you know, you just have to, to peek, peek under the hood a little bit and see what you can find. Uh, but honestly, I don't care why you're getting out. As long as, see, <laughs> as long as I see it's a great deal. And once again, it's, there's some undervalued uh, assets that I can, I can, you know, turn around. Now, this deferred down payment, did you come up with a strategy to, you know, apply some marketing, the four-day cash machine, something like that, and then to pay for that? Yeah, so great question. So this is the thing. I have um, uh, been fortunate enough to tap into my, I guess, you know, experience with, I've been leveraging sponsorships like crazy. Sponsorships. Yeah. So that has been like um, acquired a, um, a dog asset and so I had 30 days to essentially um, turn it around. And I was able to get a sponsorship, two sponsorships within like a week and a half. And it's been um, amazing. One of those sponsorships, for example, was Motorola for a dog company. So it's Motorola about, for a dog. Yeah. Uh, I don't yeah, think yeah. I would have saw that. Yeah. <laughs> you wouldn't have saw that. Right. Yeah. So my point is for me, how I'm looking at a lot of this stuff is how, how quickly, even, even ones that I have had to put money out up front and then maybe it's a smaller amount. How soon am I going to, how do I want to get that money back? I want to get back like yesterday. So I'm actively looking and making sure I'm thinking through where's the money going to come from. I'm not looking for, you know, the drip, 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 or uh, to, to be able to, to, to recruit Burn out or anything like that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And so that's been the goal of, of everything so far. And part of this is, is if you are getting a sense is <clears throat> me really getting the strategy down. So when I do the big, you know, hundred million dollar deal, if you will, 
that I know exactly how quickly we can move as a company, how quickly, what are the things um, I can tap into, where they're at. So that's been the most unique part. Like I said, even going back to my content days, who would have, I would have never dreamt that in a million years, but it's amazing what companies will pay even for content. Um, it's amazing, you know, all the, who would have thought that if you have um, a sizable Instagram following, for example, um, as a traffic asset, that there are companies that want to pay a lot of money to tap into your audience. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Yeah. We, I worked with a company that was making a tea, uh, tea and they hired uh, Courtney, one of the Kardashians. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. $300,000 a post. Wow. Yeah. That's incredible. Now, none of us are trying to do, we're not. <laughs> so not going to do that. Any, That's a sponsorship. You're not trying to be an influencer, right? If you're really a legitimate running company, how do you, how do you maximize that? So for me, it's about the brand sponsorships, the brand relationships. And you and, had that relationship with Motorola? No, no. not at all. So how did this, how did that idea come about? Yeah, it's so funny. So one of the, the secret sauces for me is I, in terms of why I've, I even thought to do that, I used to, uh, I've, I once had a very successful luxury skincare company and we were in the Four Seasons and the Bellagio hotels. And, and one of the first things that I did in terms of um, even like brand partnerships believe it or not, was with, with American Express. And that helped catapult the brand. And how I did that, I've, I tapped into that blueprint the same now, which was simply emailing, calling someone up. And you would be surprised, shocked, and amazed at how well-received sometimes what you, what you um, pitch can, can be. Uh, yeah. So that's literally what, I, what we've been doing. And now that we're really just gonna scale a lot of that because it is um, low hanging fruit. And that's part of you know, a lot of the things that I have to look to do in terms of low hanging fruit, because there's some real technical things uh, in terms of the, the companies that I'm looking to uh, put into place that will even you know, generate even more revenue. I, I th I've done nine of these and you are keyed into that more than all the others at this point. Or either that or I didn't ask him, but you're doing it the best. <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> I didn't hear it in any of the uh, questions I asked. Oh, so you're doing it the best. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, thank you. It's been um, it's been a great journey. Part of it. I got to be honest with you. And if you've maybe heard my um, maybe the last epic uh, training I did. And I'm very honest. And like, I didn't have this I share. I mean, if you remember that, uh, I didn't have this in place. I had this in place. I didn't have this, this, and this in place. And this is what we're doing to get, try to get these things in place. Everything from all the way from deal flow, all the way through the acquisitions, you know? So once you get an acquisition, then what, right? And that's, that's all of those things I think you want to consider, but just don't overthink it. Yeah. yeah. Right? So how did you feel after that first acquisition? I mean, what were your... Like, I'm elated or like, oh, now what do I do or what? <laughs> no, no, no. For me, it was just like, oh man, that was, that was easier than I thought. And I got to be honest with so you. So you made it yeah, harder yeah. than you thought it was. Yeah. yeah. Let me tell you why. And this goes back to, um, man, it's just so real. I, John, I only, I, I absolutely swore to 
even from the challenge, oh, I'm definitely not doing anything um, unless it's US-based. My only acquisition is going to be US-based because it's just easier, right? I, you know, everything about it would be easier. So I was shocked and amazed <laughs> that my first acquisition was a company in Denmark. Really? And so, yes. And so <laughs> that's what I said. Really? Yeah. And your, so your first acquisition is yeah. in Denmark. Yeah. That is interesting. Yeah. And it's so, it's so oh funny. Back to Every the now point. and then you're going to see me write stuff. This is what I put <laughs> down. First acquisition, Denmark. Yeah. yeah. It's so crazy too. Cause um, I, so back to your point of your question of, well, how did I feel? I felt like, OS, you know, you figure out what the S is. <laughs> like, okay, this, this was easier than I thought, and I didn't plan on this. And so the funny thing about it is like even funny, I, I kind of laugh with people um, who are part of the, the, the team that like there's still like localization issues, like some of the things were clearly in Denmark language, like transferring payment systems. And so that was pretty funny. Uh, but well, where's most of their customers? Is it United States? You, yeah, United States. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. There you go. Yeah. And so, yeah. so yeah. So, but to the point of not limiting yourself, it's not, may not be as painful as you think it's going to be kind of thing. Cause obviously I thought it would be painful to do something outside of the U S U S for the first deal. And then recognize that, listen, you know what, you know, right. So whatever your, your sweet spot is, whatever your thing is that you can do, do that. Do <laughs> Oh, a hundred. Oh, please. Oh, yeah, yeah. You'd be. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think um, Americans were probably <laughs> the ones that are limited in that. Well, it's, I mean, it's like, uh, I, I used to live in Europe with my dad when my dad was in the air force. So maybe every tiny little state in Europe, the next one speaks in that different language. Just like going to Arizona and they speak different language in New Mexico and California. Yeah, yeah, yeah. absolutely. So it's been, that's been exactly the unique nature of, um, what I would have never opened myself up to this early. Like I said, this was part of my like five-year plan, but yeah. just got accelerated because of, of COVID. <laughs> because you're on your ninth and your five-year plan. Are you ahead or you're ahead of the plan? Yeah. You know, that's so funny. I honestly don't have a, I don't have a number like that. Uh, uh, never thought of it that way. And the re- and I think, I think the number is almost not relevant. Yeah. Um, and I'm not, I'm, I don't know about you, but I'm not impressed that people like, oh, I made 20 because whatever, you know, so my point is, yes, I have some that are SaaS. I have some that are um, pure traffic. It's like, I would have never thought to do that as a way of generating, um, you know, bolstering a SaaS play. Or, you know, I would have, once again, I would have never thought in a million years, I would have gone back to content, a content play and how that's been um, great in terms of, once again. Did you move everything here? Oh yeah, everything. Oh yeah, hundred percent. I was like, are you going to go to Denmark and or uh, any of these other countries and visit? No, there's no um, need for uh, just for fun, but <laughs> there's no need yeah, to yeah. because uh, everything. Once again, uh, that's and that's a key thing as well for for me. Um, back to the whole integration piece, you've got to be rigorous and how quickly you um, integrate and getting things online in play in whatever country so that you're, you don't miss a beat with revenue, right? Yeah. That's partner relationships and whatever things need to happen behind the scenes. And that's all part of it. 
uh, you literally will lose money, um, you know, with just a hiccup of, of yeah that's of it that was your last epic call was it talking about yeah the yeah, yeah exactly important. and you're, uh, you're you're it's almost stunning to see where where the areas where it can happen uh where you can just have something that gets mixed or doesn't get trans transitioned over fast enough and you've just lost how many days of revenue like yeah yeah so are you working above the business where there somebody is taking over it and sending you know hey yeah. Don't come to me unless there's problems or, you know, you're going to send your monthly numbers or I gotta, are you it working in it and saying, are you building? I let me tell you, this has been my, the godsend um, uh, statement from, from uh, Roland that I've gotten working above the business. That's, that's something I've that, never heard that statement. Isn't before. it amazing? Like, hey, yeah. It, I've never it heard it opens that. your mind in a whole different way. Like doggone it. Yeah. What are you doing? There's one word. And I'm like, I, what? Yeah, yeah. So let me share with you everything I do, all the decisions, all the planning, everything is geared toward me working above the business. Period. Stop. Uh, and so I'm judging my success on how close I am to being there. So I'm thrilled that back to the infrastructure and the pipes, I have, um, you know, X percent improvement in that area, right? There's some parts that I still have to be involved in because once again, new acquisitions have just come in and have, but ultimately the goal is I'm hundred percent going to have that person where, you know, that I have in play, who's going to take care of all of that. But part of it is me working out the workflow right now to make that happen. I've gotten to a place, for example, where I have like a team member that handles, like even back to the deal flow piece that I shared with you, I have someone that handles all of that. So my and, and, and are your team members now, are they acting kind of like CEOs or presidents of the companies? Or? No, no. Cause I don't, I, I, for me, it's staying flat is good. And we're not nearly that big level, if you will, that, okay. uh, that I deem that necessary. But for me, it's just about the right tool for the job. You know, I don't, you know, whoever that person is, can they implement what you need them to do when you need them to do it? And that's going to make a measurable difference in you know growth yeah so so as long as i can be clear and specific on what needs to get done uh what the bigger plan is and it's their job to to know how to do it (laughs) and and implement that and i'm really and one of the things that we're big on is um i have a saying just don't be the bottleneck That's the mistake. Don't be the bottleneck. And even for me, like if there's something like, like, how do I know I am the bottleneck? Oh, you know, because why? If you've communicated what that full vision and the plan is, and and even if let's just deal with like a a specific day, and you know you have to get something out for out the door, what are the things that need to transpire in order to get it out the door? Is everybody clear on that? who's doing what and how. And so you all automatically know when there's a bottleneck and who's the bottleneck. Don't be that person. Does something yeah. need to be signed off on? Does something need to be approved? Does, does you know, is there something with a monetization that's gonna get delayed because, you know, Sharon, Sally, or Joe didn't do X, Y, and Z. So that's kind of the the big, the big thing. That are, I, are the people that work for you, are they W-2s or independent contractors? Now? Well, so, f- Funny enough, uh, 2020 November, I have 
let go of my last um, employee, uh, W-2 employee. Uh, so we were set up for the work we did in um, uh, our big integration companies. My company just wasn't set up in the way I needed to be set up now. So now my my um, employees full time. You know, I still have a couple full time employees, uh, but for the most part, I have people that I call team members who are 1099, who are you know even virtual, you know, split out, uh, everyone's virtual now, but spread out across the world because it's about finding the right people to do this one thing or these two things, these three things that, I, that need to be done. And all of that's part of the team. So I've just changed the model and it, and it's the right thing. It was the right thing to do because it's work, work, working really well. And that's everything from who's handling, um, you know, different things on tech, who's handling certain things on deal flow, who's handling, um, uh, you know, uh, sponsor outreach or, or, you know, social media, you know, things like that. Just having the yeah. right person to do different, different roles. Yeah. I, the reason I bring that up, uh, cause there's a, there's a guy on Silicon Valley, Chamath, he's that Facebook billionaire. He threw out the idea that he sees the possibility where everybody is a independent mm-hmm. contractor and it's all, yeah. I don't know if that's going to work for all companies, like let's say a, a GM or something, but everybody's an independent contractor. Yeah. I got to tell you, it's, um, you'd be surprised and maybe that even some of the biggest companies, you know, definitely work that model as well. One of my bigger clients who, once again, we just sort of ended that relationship in, in 2020, uh, where my employee was there, you know, that his I, I was hands off, like that was his role to, to handle everything that needed to be handled there. And their entire model was just using consultants, you know, for, for this yeah. major part of the business. And we're talking about a really big European bank. And so, uh, so for me, it's easy because for, for decades, I have worked this way and lived this way. And, and, and now it's just about now using this sort of epic investing or as an investor, I just had to think differently in terms of who are the right people I need to do what. <laughs> yeah, I don't want to buy a job and yeah. just make sure the process. And the right, yeah. exactly. And then also, quite frankly, you know, to me, it didn't make sense to hire um, a bunch of full-time, you know, W-2 folks while you're, you know, trying to Put the pipes in for what does that what does really your look back like office Sharon I've already almost taken an hour of your time and I, <laughs> it's been delightful but I, I have to ask you so where are you headed now what do you kind of companies you look for so a lot of times what happens is you know they'll people will see this video and your people are going to re- reach out to you and goes like hey I have this deal or <laughs> you, you want to work together and yeah, yes. <laughs> I think you'll say yes if it's the right deal. It's, it's the right to... deal, sure. And especially uh, for integrated growth, I'm pretty broad in terms of the types of industries. But um, I pretty much am keeping my SharonBrown.co profile um, up to date in terms of things I, yeah. I'm investing, uh, the industries, but everything pets and nutrition and it's everything, you know, it's of course SaaS related. Uh, uh, but... you know, by the way, uh, Terry Williamson is doing a deal with Roland Fraser for dog stuff. Did you know that? Yeah. Did not know that. Very cool to know. 
Yeah, my business doing the whole thing, like the platform, the Amazon business, the content purchases. So keep your eye out for that. I love it, and that's so funny. You know, it, I'm sure I wasn't the only one to think of that of how explosion of um, oh my god dog during COVID. I mean, there were so many for crying out loud, shelters got wiped out. You know, for people wanting a pet. <laughs> so and and, yeah. and wait. Have you ever tried to buy a weight? This is this is like trying to buy weights right now at any store, Big Five, oh, okay. Walmart, anywhere you cannot buy a weight. You don't want to buy a weight on Amazon because it's $100 to ship it. <laughs> <laughs> You're right, right, right. Not a good look. That's yeah. that's funny. That's funny. Yeah. yeah, there's certain things, right? That's shifted a lot in terms of how we live and think just from uh, what's happened over the past yeah. year. So, um, yeah. Well, no, I got to wrap up because I'm taking you all your time. I want to th <laughs> thank Sharon Brown. Uh, you can find her on Epic and uh, she's going to share with me her uh, virtual, oh. yeah, her, her virtual meetings that she's going to be doing and at some point. So I'll put this in the uh, description. Brilliant. Okay. Sounds All like right. a plan. Sharon, thank you so much for this. This has been the delight. Absolutely. Such a pleasure, John, my friend. Look forward to seeing you at the next virtual cocktails. We'll do it. You All right. Take, take care. care. Bye.